would make sense if I went on and spoke as what I am, a writer, a writer of science fiction, a woman writer of science fiction. You know, I am a very rare creature. My species was at first believed to be mythological, like the Tribble and the Unicorn. <laughs> Ursula K. Le Guin passed away on January 22nd, 2018. It was a tremendous loss. During a writing career that began in 1959, Le Guin published over 20 novels, over a dozen collections of short stories, and several books of poetry. She was an icon of both science fiction and fantasy, producing a hugely acclaimed cycle of novels in each genre. The Earthsea Cycle is Le Guin's primary contribution to fantasy, a set of five novels and a collection of short stories, published between 1968 and 2001. She made an enormous impact on SF, with the books in what others have called her Hainish Cycle. Le Guin's most acclaimed books, The Left Hand of Darkness and The Dispossessed, form part of this loose cycle. All too often, discussion of Le Guin's work begins and ends with these well-known and influential books. However, the three novels which preceded them, and which begin the Hainish Cycle, are absolutely worthy of reading and examination in their own right. They are undoubtedly minor works compared to the books which made Le Guin's name, but they introduce many of the concepts and themes which underpin the books written later. Le Guin's very first novel, Recanon's World, was published by Ace Books in 1966. Initially it was released in the unusual dos a dos, or back-to-back -back format, a gimmick that Ace was known for at the time. This edition contained two short novels, Le Guin's debut was packaged with The Car Chi Rain by Avram Davidson. When readers had finished one novel, they could flip the book upside down to read the other. The novel begins with a prologue, The Dowry of the Angyar, which was originally published as a short story in 1964. It relates the tragic tale of Semli, a young woman on an alien world who seeks to retrieve an old family heirloom. In doing so, she falls foul of the effects of time dilation experienced due to travelling at close to light speed. The story, like the rest of Rakanan's world, is concerned with the interactions between technologically sophisticated societies and primitive ones. In the prologue, Semley meets representatives of the Ecumen, an association of many star-faring civilizations. In the remainder of the novel, the situation is reversed. Gavril Rakanan, an ethnologist from the high-tech Ecumen, becomes stranded on Semley's world, the planet Fommelhout II. Due to the backwards nature of the planet, much of the novel feels more like fantasy than SF. The species that Rakanan encounters resemble elves and dwarves, and they use swords and embark on heroic quests. Only gradually does Rakanan find ways to employ his background and skills, as he tries to defeat a mysterious enemy of the Ecumen, which has constructed a base on Fommelhout II. Another focus of the book is how real events become legend. The opening page memorably mentions planets without history, where the past is a matter of myth and a returning explorer finds his doings of a few years back have become the gestures of a god. Le Guin's second novel, Planet of Exile, was also published in the back-to-back -back format by Ace later in 1966. This time, Le Guin's book shared its binding with Mankind Under the Leash by Thomas M. Dish. The backstory of the cycle is further explored in this novel. In Le Guin's science fiction, humans did not evolve on Earth, but rather on the planet Hain. Earth is merely one of many worlds which various subspecies of humans have settled. Over time, these populations have become separated, with only the Ecumen, or League of Worlds, seeking to reunite them. 
Planet of Exile is set on the planet Werel, in the Gamma Draconis system. It focuses on two subspecies of humans who cannot interbreed, live separately, and have a degree of mutual suspicion. Jacob Agat is one of a dwindling group of Earth humans stranded on Werel, while young Rollery is part of the local population. Gradually, both are drawn into a struggle for survival, which coincides with the onset of winter. Werel's orbital cycle is so long that its seasons last for decades, and life is made harder still by an arriving army of marauders. Le Guin's second novel is stranger and more challenging than her first. All of the main characters are significantly alien in their own ways, and Werel is a far cry from the recognisable fantasy tropes that populated Fobblehout 2 in Rickannon's world. However, Le Guin's themes come through even more strongly, such as the futility of violence, the tense danger of cultural exchange, and the difficulties of living in a harsh environment. City of Illusions was published in 1967, also by Ace Books, but this time as an ordinary one-novel volume. No longer did Liguin need to share the limelight, or the binding, with another author. While still loosely connected with the prior novels, the book switches things up again considerably. The setting is a far future Earth, where a man with no memory stumbles into a small, bucolic community. The people there name him Falk, or Yellow, based on his strange and seemingly alien eyes. While helping him build his own life and personality, they warn him against a fearsome alien enemy, the Shing, who have seemingly defeated the Ecumen and subjected Earth to their rule. The novel is well named, as Falk's journey into the world outside the community leaves him beset by deception and betrayal. The book is acutely concerned with identity, history, and the question of what is and is not real. Le Guin's interest in communication and linguistics is also in evidence, as the contrast between innately truthful mind speech and the Shing's powerful ability to deceive their subjects via mind lying. Gradually, Falk must establish who he actually is and try to understand his place in the world, and whether Earth is his place at all. Considering Le Guin's stature within the SF field, her first three novels have received relatively little attention over the years despite their connection with her more famous books. However, this loosely connected sequence is easy to recommend. Rakanan's World, Planet of Exile, and City of Illusions are short and accessible novels, the longest barely over 150 pages. They have the mysterious and poetic style for which Le Guin is known, and they set up the intensely humane and curious themes that would make the author a key figure in social science fiction. It is rewarding to read them in close sequence, as it makes the subtle but significant connections between them clearer. Ultimately, there is no disputing Ursula K. Le Guin's enormous importance within speculative fiction, and her first three novels are a good place to start reading her work. After all, it's where she started, too. We live in capitalism. Its power seems inescapable. So did the divine right of kings. Thanks for listening. For more articles and audio on books, film, video games, board games and music, visit andyjohnson.xyz. To support me, go to patreon.com slash andyjohnson.